This is the Porter Pickups Tonecast, episode 20. I'm Brian, and I'm here as usual in the studio with Derek. Hey, Derek. What's going on? How are you today? I'm pretty good. I thought that I would catch you off guard a little bit by just saying I'm Brian and dot, dot, dot yes, on the script, I, but I, you just I, really blew past it, and it I did. made me sad a little bit. I knew you were trying something, so <laughs> I just... I just went straight past it, and I'm like, I got you to the back, Derek. Yeah, so, you know. We've got a great show today. Uh, really excited. We're going to be talking with uh, Cody Fields, owner of Westminster Effects and Nose Pedal. So we're excited to have him on the show. And he's actually on hold right now, so we're just going to go straight to our conversation with Cody. So, hey, Cody, how are you, man? Thanks so much for being on the Tonecast. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Doing great. Um, why don't you go ahead and start... Um, and let us know a little bit about yourself and, and then about the companies that you uh, are involved with. Yeah, so uh, I own Westminster Effects and Nose Pedal. I started Westminster Effects about a year and a half ago. And my goal basically is to equip church guitarists because that musical genre of the whole praise and worship scene has just gotten so insanely huge. But at the same time, it's also gotten pretty expensive for a lot of guys. Um, so one of my goals, because I'm a giant theology nerd, um, is to kind of equip those guys more affordably than most hand-wired boutique pedal guys can do, while at the same time having fun with old dead guys that I like to read. and uh with nose pedal uh i I guess the story started uh thanksgiving of last year where we were over at at my wife's family's house and while we were walking out the door her dad said hey let me know if you want an investor and it was just like okay (laughs) and uh one thing led to another and we merged with nose pedal um, under a, an overarching company with two brands. Uh, that happened uh, in the middle of February. That's awesome. So it's a pretty recent acquisition for you. Those yeah, it's, it's gotten really, real, really fast. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, the workload has definitely increased, um, but I'm not complaining about that by any means. And uh, I've also had to have a pretty good learning curve with some of the nose pedal products because those are more utility based, more routing based. Um, basically, Hey, if you can't figure out how to make, you know, cable a get to point B, then we can make that happen. (laughs) Uh, so with you just acquiring nose pedals, uh, what's it been like running the two different companies? Are you planning on kind of keeping both of them under separate banners or are there plans to sort of merge in the future? Yeah, we're going to keep them at, at two separate brands because they they do two totally different things, you know. So Westminster is more about actually changing what's going on with your guitar signal. And Nose Pedal, for the most part, is telling your guitar signal where to go or telling your actual pedals what to do, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I was curious about just the whole company acquisition um, thing. I think I saw some stuff from nose pedal, you know, last year that, Hey, we're going to sell our business and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what, what went into that decision process as far as like, you know, buying another company and kind of, 
Um, I've seen it in the gear industry a lot this last year and a half or so, just kind of people acquiring other businesses and, and all that. So what was that process like for you as you kind of found out about it and then ultimately made that decision? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there were hours upon hours of conversations and conference calls and all that kind of good stuff, Make, just making sure that, oh, hey, this makes sense for everybody involved. Um, and, hey, am I capable of doing these things, uh, particularly with, uh, with nose pedal where everything is hand-painted. And <laughs> I am not art- I'm not visually artistic in the least. Um, so that, that, honestly, that was probably the biggest thing to learn for me was how to use a paint pen. Um, you know, for example, I took, I had to take, um, two graphic design classes in college for my major. And I was pretty close with that teacher. She was pretty young and everybody just hung out with her. So she, you know, she took the liberty of for two years using my work in that class as examples of what not to do. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's been pretty tough. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the, the overall process was, you know, hammering out a ton of details, making sure, you know, hey, the, you know, the revenue stream makes sense here for what we're going to pay in and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's crazy. Were you guys geographically, were, were the two companies pretty close or was this a long distance thing that you had to go through? I am. Yeah, it's, it's long distance where uh, Aaron who's, who's still around, uh, more in the background, um, doing mainly, you know, like graphics and production, editing the website. And the guy has awesome ideas. Um, like some of the stuff I can't tell you about quite yet because we're still developing it, but it's like, holy crap, I want to get this out. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's a lot of fun, but he is in Nashville and I am six hours away in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. So definitely distance, but at least not like West coast, East coast kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the, the time zone is one hour. Yeah. That's great. So <laughs> that's not a big deal at all. Nice. Well, currently it sounds like you've got some exciting things coming up, but currently what are kind of maybe the featured pro um, featured projects from each side, something that you're kind of really stoked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with nose pedal, we do a ton of uh, custom loop switchers where we have a a live quote form on our website where you can say, oh, hey, I want these loops to be stereo. I want these loops to have uh, tails for my reverbs and delays, and I want these specific channels to be soft touch. Like I even had a guy a couple weeks ago get a quote for a five-channel loop switcher. He's like, I specifically want channels one, two, and five to be soft touch. It's like, okay, man, we can make that happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's crazy. You know, yeah, where some people just get so oddly specific. Um, we do a ton of custom stuff where I've got one for a guy going out where it's one button is a mute switch. One is a loop switcher for just one channel. And then there's also another loop that only has a volume control. I'm huh. like, all right, we make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, got to kind of sit there sometimes and think like, I don't, I don't even know what this would be used for, but right. Exactly. Like I, I'm such a, my, my chain goes guitar, all of my effects into the amp. 
And that's all I need to worry about. But some people will, I just guess, just want to get really complicated. For sure. Um, yeah, we also do a bunch of DL4 mods. Um, we've got one that'll automatically uh, max out your feedback. So if you want to get super ambient. Um, nice. While not changing, while not taking up an entire preset, you just say, oh, hey, max out the feedback now with a foot switch and you're good. Um, I think that currently we're also the only company that does the dotted eighth tap tempo mod on the DL4. Oh, wow. Um, where it, it automatically calculates. Um, I mean, it basically takes your, your tap tempo signal and multiplies it by 0.75, yeah. which is the dotted eighth ratio to a quarter note and feeds that into your DL4. So you don't have to get all awkward and trying to, <laughs> trying to tap on the one that's, hand and all yeah. that nonsense. That's awesome. Cause I know not too long ago I was helping a guy set up his board and I have never personally played with the DL four. I love some mm-hmm. of the models in it, but, um, I was trying to set him up a dotted eighth delay cause he was just getting into worship music and I'm like, well, this is kind of a staple. Yeah. And I was looking around the thing thinking like, man, there's gotta be a way to do this, but there wasn't, you know? And, uh, right. So that's awesome. It's crazy to me how that pedal has like, survived you know it's yeah. like it's like this like mangy dog that just won't go away you know <laughs> it, like it's just like it's still alive how is it still I think, alive but I, yeah. I mean it shows kind of like what it was when it yeah. first came out like how it still it still is relevant mm-hmm. maybe with a few tweaks it's actually you know it still has a space on a lot of people's oh, boards yeah yeah the tones the tones in themselves have so much character it's just stuff like those crappy foot switches that they keep yeah. putting on on their pedals for whatever reason, we we change those out too. You know, we'll you know we'll have a we'll run a tap out or tap in and stuff like that. So that's awesome. The good thing is there's enough space within that enclosure. Like the circuit board, you know, doesn't you know it's not totally crammed out in there. So we have some room to kind of manipulate things. Yeah. Well, before, I mean, before Strymon came on the scene or pedals like that, it seems like that was really, it was kind of the best you could have. It was either that or right. the, the Nova Delay was the one that I went with. That's why. Yeah, I the Nova Delay, the the DD20, I see uh-huh. a lot of those floating yeah. around for for the guys that don't want to drop three, four, five hundred dollars on a delay unit, but yeah. still want something with presets. And I feel like those were like the first good sounding ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I yeah. remember having right. like the, the Zoom 505 and thinking this is going to be so <laughs> awesome. And then it was like the most yeah. disappointing <laughs> gear purchase that I've ever made because it's like it, it just what you know didn't have any good sounds in yeah. it at all. And then something yeah, like that came out, and rough. you're like, oh wow! But then I think it was like. It was like three fifty or four hundred bucks. I, it was it was kind of expensive. I remember for like when it came out, and I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend that much. But look at all the things it does. You know, it was like it was the first mm-hmm. like one of the first multi option pedals. I remember being like, oh yeah, I could I could probably like save for this and get it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and when I started, my first effects unit was a Pod one point Oh the, yeah, the kidney bean. The kidney bean. Yep. Yeah, and, and that got me. It was like, oh man, this flange is really cool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> crazy stuff like that. I was, I was what, fourteen or fifteen when I got one of those, that's and awesome. that's kind of what got me into messing with all kind of different effects. Just the exploration aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, so that's that's kind of like our main thing with nose, and then with with Westminster. You know, it's it's all kind of just stupid 
theological church history and Christianese puns. Um, <laughs> so in the church world, my most popular are the Edwards Overdrive, which is kind of that King of Tone blues breaker style, like that transparent. Yeah. Um, it's, where it's, you know, it's not a clone of anything, but it's definitely, you know, that style. Um, the Edwards Overdrive and the Spurgeon Hall Reverb, it's meant to be super ambient. Um, the one that goes kind of semi-viral about once a month is the Osteen Distortion. Yeah. Um, because I just got to make fun of Joel Osteen, man. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> the first one that I actually saw out there. And I think it was a more of a meme situation than anything else. Right. But right. Exactly. I, did lo- I did love it. I have a friend who he's a bluegrass player, and I don't know if he knows a lot about electric stuff, but... I did send I did send your website his way because he has a PhD in early church history and I know he got a kick oh, out of awesome. it. He also responded awesome. after about twenty minutes and said, uh, tell him if he needs any more ideas, I've got like a million. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm I'm the guy who while I'm building, like if I'm doing something that doesn't require a ton of thought, then I'll listen to podcasts. Yeah. And uh and one of my favorites is uh, a guy by the name of James White. He's He's this. He's basically a professional apologist, and when he does debates, he'll have the Greek original language of the New Testament. He'll translate it on the fly, like he's that guy. So he'll start dropping names of guys from the 100s, and I'm just eating it up while I'm building stuff. <laughs> that's like, awesome. I'm just a that's giant like dork. your second. That's your second favorite podcast, right? Yeah. I'm after the the Porter <laughs> Tonecast, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And, just and just I mean, making in sure. Regards, in regards to church history, nerd out stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Right. You well, know, Brian. Brian and I just choose not to pull out the Greek a lot. You yeah. know. I mean, it's more I got of a you. choice. I got than... you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We have enough trouble with English on our it's own true. podcast. So oh, you and me both. Let's you just, and me both. Yeah, let's just keep it there. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, right. We, so, can, co- we can talk about things like ohms and capacitance, and that, that'll mess us up enough yeah, as exactly. it is. So we ask a lot of our guests this question, Cody, a couple kind of a twofold question. Um, <clears throat> we really like the the story behind um, you know how each person gets into guitar because we're – we're kind of about yeah. that. All of us at the at the shop here have gotten into guitar for different reasons, and our paths have collided. Whereas, you know, we probably wouldn't have never found each other and hung out if it weren't for a guitar. So, curious, um, you know, your early guitar inspirations, and um, you know how you got in guitar, and then if you remember, uh, what would be your what was your first guitar? Yeah, so my first guitar was a Squire Affinity Strat. It was the Strat Pack that they used to do back oh, yeah, in the day that's right. yeah. with the amp and everything. Oh, yeah, with that crappy little amp and everything. (laughs) Um, So let's see. That was Christmas of 2000, and I got my dad to, you know, teach me some stuff. He's always been really musical. He plays, like, something like 10 or 11 or 12 different instruments all by ear. (laughs) So I know pretty much nothing about theory. (laughs) It's all by ear and by tab, um, and it's pretty much always been like that. I took like a month's worth of, of lessons and I was like, this sucks. I'm going to go just play stuff. Um, so from there, I mean, it was just, sorry, what rephrase that question. I'll re- so just, I was asking him, so you, you, you covered your first, uh, your first guitar. So kind of just how you actually got interested in guitar, like your early inspirations and, um, yeah, you know, just yeah. how you got started overall. 
Yeah. So with, I mean, early guitar inspirations, I mean, I was, let's see, I'm 30 now and I started playing at 13, 14, no, 13. (laughs) I can't math. Sorry. Um, and that was right in the middle of kind of that pop punk, uh, explosion in the early two thousands. Um, so around then I was really into stuff like MXPX, uh, Reliant K had just started, uh, Blink 182, Newfound Glory, those guys. And, uh, I also added in a little bit of Zayo, which is, which was, you know, they were kind of the Christian metal band at the time. And, um, and then from there, I mean, you know, being a senior in high school in the 2004 and 2005 emo explosion <laughs> that kind of turned into, you know, stuff with census fail and my chemical romance, which totally makes me sound like an idiot, but that's hey, okay. You're speaking um, my language right now. I'm oh, just like, yeah. well, I'm good, having major good, good. flashbacks. I'm probably like yeah. three, three years younger, but still doing the same exact, like same exact stuff. Oh, awesome. Yes. You know, like, I mean, it's, it got it got thick enough that I've got um, senses fails. Life is not a waiting room tattooed under my collarbone. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, any I mean, I'll even claim to like from first to last um, and stuff like that. So nice. like total two thousand five emo screamo kid. <laughs> and uh, I think I think probably the most influential show uh, that I ever went to. Um, was 2003 in Charlotte. I saw Thursday headline. Um, and that was when, uh, let's see, thrice and Coheed and Cambria opened. Um, that was when Coheed and Cambria was, uh, touring on and keeping secrets of silent earth three and thrice was touring on the artist and the ambulance. And it was just incredible. Um, and seeing what, you know, especially Claudio uh, Sanchez of Coheed playing that Explorer and yeah. basically looking, it basically looked like a microphone was just stuck into a wad of hair <laughs> when he was playing because he had so much hair. And uh, just the stuff that he was doing, the stuff that Dustin Kensru and, and Tepe were doing with Thrice, it was just like, it was just mind blowing for a high schooler in the middle of that scene. Yeah. I think I probably w- I, I'm like remembering the same exact show in Portland. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, I want to say um, Thursday played tomorrow. I'll be you from was that from War All the Time or is that from Full Collapse? Um, but when they hit the on New Year's Day line and all the confetti exploding toward the end of the show and. Um, I caught an elbow in my throat in that mosh pit and lost a <laughs> cell phone and lost a hat, which I found later on that night. So, yeah. <laughs> it was a moment. It, That's it great. Was, yeah, it was a moment. That's really great. Well, coming back to kind of, you know, nose pedals and Westminster and all that stuff, you know, you've, you've been in the industry for a while now and we're always interested to know, you know, we're, we kind of constantly hear talking about what's happening this year in the gear industry and the different trends that we see coming and going. And from your perspective on the pedal side of things, do you see kind of some music industry trends or anything kind of interesting that you've had to either adapt to, or you're just kind of watching 
come by you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I see. And I think this, this is overarching with the world in general too, is greater and greater specialization of everything. Um, you know, being a, like, I'm a big baseball fan, you know, I'm an emo kid and a baseball fan too. So figure that out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) where you've got, you've got relief pitchers that are, that are left-handed. They're meant to come in for exactly one batter and get him out. And that's it. That's his entire job. And you know, a guy can make $5 million a year doing that. (laughs) You kind of see, you kind of see the same thing in the guitar industry is you, you see, these companies are really good at metal, at metal guitars. You see, these companies are really good at jazz guitars or, you know, like Strymon where everything is digital or, you know, whatever, stuff like that. That's kind of what I keep seeing is people, people have kind of already taken over, you know, your general mass market stuff, you know, your Fenders and Gibsons and Boss and Electro Harmonics, et cetera. Um, so, what we have to figure out is how are we going to be just a little bit different and find that niche? That's awesome. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think that's kind of cool perspective because there is, there is that challenge, you know, and, and we've seen over the last, you know, five, six years, it's like there's a bunch of more companies in every industry, you know, just popping up all the time with social media, Instagram, you can, you can fake a business until you, you have it, a real business, you know, oh, online, yeah, you know, it's like, Oh yes, I, I'm, yeah. I'm this big company, but I only do, you know, it's, it, so it's, it's funny, like talking with people, there's like that kind of general theme of, of standing out and being unique and finding that niche. And, you know, that's not, not like you just get it right. You can't just, you can't just find it. But sometimes when you start going that direction and you, you get closer to that niche, it really, it really is helpful because, you know, people are going to buy, your effects or, or the nose pedal stuff for certain reasons. And so I think that's cool, man. I think that's a great perspective. Yeah. And the, and the market will let you know, like, Hey, this isn't what we want or yeah, you actually nailed that one. And, uh, one of the things I think is really interesting about the pedal industry is I think you could probably make a case that it's technically oversaturated, but at the same time, it's still growing because of the internet, you know, like I can, you know, I think I've sent stuff to the Netherlands, Taiwan, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Australia in the last three months. And all, almost all of my sales are direct to the customer. So they just found me on Google. So that's, that's really cool is being able to reach people instantaneously, literally around the world. That's great. So, so speaking of your companies, um, it's kind of, we wrap this up. Um, we'd like to have you just kind of plug all the different social media outlets you have. We'll, we'll put this on our podcast page as well. Some links to your companies, um, and then Instagram, all that stuff. So go ahead and just let us know the best ways to find out about, um, both Westminster effects and nose pedal. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's nosepedal.com and Westminster effects.com. And since those are under one company now, those, both have links to the other. So if you can't remember one, just go to the other one. Um, and then facebook.com slash nose pedal, facebook.com slash Westminster effects. And then the same thing for Instagram. Uh, technically we have Twitter, but Twitter's kind of a graveyard right now. So <laughs> we don't, we don't do a whole lot with that. So Facebook, Instagram, and then nosepedal.com and Westminster effects.com. 
Very cool. Well, thanks so much, Cody, for being on the show. Good, good to have you. And we'll uh, be sure to check out those links uh, for anyone who's listening. Just make sure you check out both of those links. And there, there's a lot of good stuff. We know that we spent the last day or two kind of yeah. browsing through the sites and a lot of good stuff on there. So make sure you check those out. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. You got it. Thanks, no Cody. Thanks, man. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, we're so excited to be bringing new content to you guys. If you want to know anything more about Cody's companies, either Westminster Effects or Nose Pedals, you can go ahead and head over to the community tab on our page. Go to the Tonecast. We'll have links there to a lot of his social media, to his websites, all sorts of stuff like that. You can also just head over to westminstereffects.com or nosepedals.com if you want to hear a little bit more about that. And please don't forget to go over to Facebook and join the Porter Pickups Tone community. We'd love to continue conversations there with you. And follow us on Instagram, Porter Pickups. Next week, we're going to be having a really special, special week. I can't tell you enough. Um, It's a little bit of a surprise, but we're going to be having a product launch, and it's a very different product for us. It's definitely... Um, one of the bigger things that we've done in a while and we're just so excited about kind of the process that we've been going through creating it and just really, really excited to be launching it for the first time. So be watching Instagram through next week, um, be keeping up with us. And then Friday, we're going to do a tone cast just dedicated to our new product. So can't wait to talk to you about it. Have a good week. See you later.